Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the We Felt Like an Ant Today podcast, Josh Squared. I'm Miller. And I'm Craig, sipping tea. <laughs> we both are. So we're going to tell you all about our excursion into the Redwoods today. But before we do, I want to actually backtrack to last night because we forgot to mention something. And that is while I was cooking dinner and while Craiger was setting up the tent, we actually heard a deer run right behind me while I was cooking dinner. And it was too dark to see anything. So I had to get my phone flashlight out and I see two pair, a pair of two eyes just looking at me, glowing because of the light reflected from my flashlight and my phone. And I thought, why would it come that close? And the reason why I bring this up is because that happened again later tonight. Or like, earlier tonight, earlier, I should say. Today, earlier. There was still daylight, so you could see it clearly. Oh yeah, too. earlier today we could see the outline. So anyway, Hartish Applegate Campground. For any of you who want to have your dinner uh, pleasantly surprised by a deer by an uninvited but still welcome guest yeah also when we got back we were getting eaten alive by um mosquitoes so if you hear like popping in the background that's like our fire yeah <laughs> so we got up once again later than we anticipated which is just very on brand for us at this point Honestly, mm -hmm. we need to fix that. We so really hard. do, especially given given what's going to be happening in the next two weeks. <laughs> Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, we are <sighs> we are rocketing across the country at record speed. Just like facepalm, like oh gosh, <laughs> just like ugh. no, that's We're not a facepalm. That. That's a face through. That's a palm through the face. Oh, like that picture that I send you all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you face palm so hard your hand goes through your face and out the back of your skull but you're still alive don't worry it's not it's not violent like that it's just a non-lethal extreme face yeah. palm it's sort of like one of those sayings where where something that you know was going to happen does happen and it happens so obviously that you think to yourself somehow i told you so just doesn't cut it here <laughs> What a wonderful world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, I mean, when you say, like, sometimes you think to yourself and, like, instantly, like, that went through my head. It's like, what a wonderful world. And I say to myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah. So, we got up late. We still have absolutely no signal here. So, we had to drive from memory out of the camp from the way we came until we could get a signal and then take a map or... Did you save the map data for tomorrow? Yeah. Ah, so like that way we can have it. Yeah, it should still be there. Just don't put it, your phone into ultra power saving mode, then it's gone. Yeah, we're still good here. Positive marks all around, yay! On that note, it's going to take us just under three hours to get from here to Crater Lake. And then another four to get... No, less than four. Two? I think he said two. Just over two and a half hours to get to Spoke to get to Madras from Crater Lake. Not Spokane. That's a long. No, day. Spokane is the day after tomorrow. And we'll be seeing Sean Letts, um, who who I met in middle school, and you met through Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you sent him a link to this podcast? I have. Does he listen to it? I have no idea. We'll have to ask him. I haven't been able to check the stats for days. <laughs> That's true. We've been here for the past two nights. 
So when I check the stats, I'll be like, look at all the people. Or like, oh, wow, exactly the same. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Well, if he doesn't watch it when we see him, we're going to have to give him crap about it. Yeah, I'll give him crap regardless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so before we get sidetracked again, Redwoods. We started off at the visitor center because we wanted to get a feel for the area and buy postcards. And Craiger wanted a knickknack. And postcards. Yeah. I got postcards. Banana slug is on one of them. Oh, God. For those of you who are listening, you will be getting a banana slug. And you have, or like for my family members, one of you is getting a banana slug. You'll see. And none nail. of you will know until it gets to you. I hope you enjoy it. A banana slug getting to you through snail mail. Of all ways. <laughs> the slowest possible. So, we go... We eventually figure out where is a good place to go hiking in the Redwoods, and we find a place called Stout Grove a couple of miles away from the visitor center, so we had to drive there on a dirt road. And for the first half, it wasn't too exciting. It was nice, and it was pleasant, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. We just didn't see any of the big Redwoods that the Redwoods is famous for. The sequoia trees. The sequoia trees, yes. So, a little fun fact before we talk about the Red, the sequoia trees. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Um, yeah, you do. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, for Star Wars, um, I forget which episode it is. That's uh, six. episode six, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, episode six, Return of the Jedi. They filmed um, the scene with the Ewoks and whatnot, that little planet. That was at the Redwood Forest, actually. Um, so seeing some of the fauna. Um, Flora. Fauna, flora, it's the same. No, it is not. Then what's the difference? Flora is exclusively plant. Fauna is exclusively animal. Oh. Flora. I thought you knew this. Flora, fauna. My coworker is at my old job. Got to mix up. Anyways, the flora mm -hmm. um, uh, was very similar to what we to what I saw in the movie. And I was like, hey, wow, like this is actually pretty close. Um... I can't take credit for this information. Uh, my friend Eric de Torres actually told me that, and I was like, oh, that's super baller. Shout out to you, Eric. Yeah, so thank you for the little info, and uh, here it is on the podcast. I hope you're listening. Can't wait to talk about The Bad Batch with you when I get the chance. Yeah. Oh, good. My tea's not, like, scratch my face off hot. Um, so, yeah. That's an adjective. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, we got to the sequoia trees. Probably um, a bug again. Yeah. There's big bugs that are, like, the size of my index and middle finger mm. together. Yeah. They're huge, man. So, we started off going down, and we went to a river, actually, a very sh shallow river. Stayed there for about 15 minutes trying to find stones to skip to... Varying degrees of success. After that, we headed back and hiked the way back the way we came and just continued on. And that is when we saw it. Giant sequoia trees as far as the eye could see, which admittedly wasn't very far given how dense the forest was, but still, it was a sight to behold. Yeah. But before we get too in-depth in that, I want to backtrack a little bit to the um river bank um here you go ahead and backtrack i'll be right back all right so while we were at the river bank um 
what we saw there a lot were um, amount of intensely smooth stones. Where are you going? Okay. Um, he's just wandering off into the woods for some reason. I have no idea why. I'll probably ask him the reason later. Um, but yeah, we saw a lot of the, like the stones were really smooth. They weren't like rugged or like chopped. No, they were like smooth, like literal balls almost. Um, and while we were there, we saw a bunch of people actually like, or not a bunch, like two, three people stacking the stones on top of each other, making those like little tiny uh, rock balance towers, um, which are extremely cool. And in my opinion, I think are just like amazing that people have that kind of sense of balance to put that stuff together. Um, especially like having the patience to do that because I would most definitely not have that kind of patience to just keep stacking those rocks together. Um, and as he said, uh, varying degrees of success um, for the stones and skipping them. Uh, the main downfall uh, that caused this kind of like varying degrees of success was the fact that it was that shallow and that these rocks, um, I, I think, only had like two, three if we're lucky, four inches of water between the surface and the rocks beneath them. Um, I had a couple perfect stones. Um, the The best uh, throw that I had, I had, I think, got five. Um, Josh got four. Um, skips over the water, so it was like super cool and entertaining, um, just to have that kind of like happen just getting that amount of skips pardon me i'm gonna take a sip but yeah it was a lot of uh different like amount of skips and just it was all around a good time um but getting down into the riverbank was actually like this like almost like rabbit trail it seemed because like the floor was like so densely packed um, like you had to like put your arms to your sides and just kind of like To like not touch the plant so you just put your arms to your sides and just kind of walk forward in this Very kind of hunch because the floor was low At least I had to like bend over a bit to like avoid the plants getting into my face and everything um, Yeah, and then as you said then we saw it the redwood uh, forest part that that iconic postcard uh, picture that you'd get with like the big 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 trees uh, for those of you who are following my Instagram at Josh that artist uh, you will have seen some of those pictures already because I uploaded that um, when we went back to the visitor center um, after we visited the forest uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Josh has been gone for quite a while in those woods, and I'm starting to get worried. Josh, are you okay? <laughs> oh, jeez. Alright, he's on his way back. So, everything's alright. Uh, <laughs> it's just not a Josh Squared camping trip if one of us doesn't injure ourselves doing something completely mundane. I mean, I injured my leg. I cut my leg. Not a big cut, just a little 
blob by like smacking it into a tree root. Way to go. And you got stuck in sticker bushes. Yeah. So, where'd you leave off? We are back to the trees. Right. Seeing the trees and I just, you know, plugged about the Instagram thing saying like, for those of you who follow my Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You see it on my Instagram now and we'll have already seen it before this podcast even comes out because... We should consider a Josh Squared Facebook page. A little late for that. Well, it's not too late to post some of our stuff. Do you just want me to photo dump on it? I mean, why not? Yeah, I guess so. I guess we can make that Josh Squared uh, Facebook page if you don't mind making it. I don't know how to make a Facebook page like that. Yeah, me neither. All right, we'll figure it out later. Well, we're going to be at a motel tomorrow. We have all the time in the world to figure it out. Assuming, of course, that we're still awake enough to do it. I mean, I'll probably be awake enough. You will, definitely. Because I I have shows I want to catch up on. <laughs> it's been a couple days, man. All right, all right. I'm an addict to my shows. At least he's, at least he's forthcoming and self-aware about it, folks. Hey, at least I'm honest, you know? That's true. So... Let's get back to the trees. Trees. There were, you know, it's it's funny. You mentioned earlier in this pot in this episode that the scenes from Endor were filmed there, and walking through it, you could genuinely feel like at any second an Ewok was about to come up from behind a tree. I, I think I made that joke too. It's like I'm an Ewok. <laughs> okay, I need to make you rewatch that film because that is not it. I know they go it. like something like that. They're also just basically slightly larger teddy bears. They're like children. Yeah. Like the Jawas from Tatooine. Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet they actually like put kids in those costumes and said, all right, just like pretend you're doing this. I already know they did. Oh, they did? They did. Wow, look at me and my intuitive sense. I never researched that, so I had no idea. Either that or uh, people with dwarfism like Warwick Davis. That's the guy who did R2-D2. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. He unfortunately passed away not long ago. Rest in peace, Warwick. The he, Force will be with you. He played a good uh, R2-D2. R2 is probably the coolest droid in that entire series. Have you actually like heard of what R2-D2 originally like was going to say? No. So the original like script for R2-D2 is that he was going to actually talk instead of beep, mm-hmm. but thing is he'd swear a lot. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, it <laughs> got cut. Yes. Um, making it, what is it, PG? Yeah. Yeah, it's PG, so... You could make the argument, though, that he still cursed a bit too much. I mean, they had to beep out everything he said. Yeah, and you could tell what he was saying, because C-3PO would be like, R2! <laughs> don't you call me, don't you call me an overweight philosopher, you overweight blob of grease? Mm-hmm. Pardon me. So, honestly, any description we give about the forest isn't going to do it justice. Not even the photographs we took are going to do it justice. It's kind of a place, like, you have to be there to see Yes. It. Because, in full honesty, like, those trees, like, I'm a pretty tall dude. You're a pretty tall dude as well. I'd say, if, if I'm above average height, it is not by much. Yeah. And I'm... A decent amount above average height, which is, I believe, 5'11". You know, I have two inches. Oh, then in that case, I am 
No, <laughs> or is it 5.9? I think it might be 5.9. It might be 5.10. Something like that. Oh, if it's 5.10, then I'm over it by almost two inches. Yeah. Because I'm 6'1 and you're 6 foot? Oh, I wish. What are you? I'm 5'10 and 3 quarters. Oh. Well, anywho. Um, so, I'm pretty tall, but, like, those trees make me feel so small. Um, like, in the pictures that you see, like, where I have my arms, like, kind of outstretched against the mm -hmm. tree. Yeah. That's not even half of what the tree's diameter was. You mean circumference? Circumference. Well, also diameter, I guess, kind of works. No, 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 it doesn't. Here, let's use the mic as an example. Circumference would be wrapping all the way around it. Diameter is just from one point to another as the crow flies. I mean, if you think about it in that kind of... Eh, yeah, I mean... They are, they are not the same thing at all. I mean, also my di like wingspan diameter didn't cover it either. Even if it was diameter, it was barely even half. Well, it's hard to tell because your arms were curved. They weren't straight. Against the back of the tree. They were still curved, though. Yeah. But saying that that wasn't even half of the tree that you were doing it to... Is accurate. No, it's not. That was more than half. It was more? Yeah. Oh. Um, anywho. Those trees are just huge. Oh, yeah. Like... Probably the biggest forest I think either of us have seen. Not as densely packed. No. But definitely the tallest. Oh, yeah. Um, you would look up and, like, of course, because it was midday, instantaneous blinding by the sun. But you would also see, like, just the tree. Like, you couldn't see the treetops. No. No, um, you couldn't. And the ones that you could were dead trees. Mm hmm um, and the trees that, like, fell over, like, just stretched. It was fun to walk through where those were cut and getting to look inside and see the rings. And also to see the bases of uprooted trees and see how far into the tree they went. It was like, whew, man, getting to the bottom of the <laughs> tea is, like, very strong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very uh, tangy. But, yeah, getting to, like, the bottom of the tree... Um, like, sometimes they'd rot, like, really far into the base, and sometimes not at all. But it, like, looks like, it's like, if you divide it by zero, that's what it is. Because it's essentially, like, it looks like a portal to, like, um... Narnia. Narnia, or Middle-Earth, or whatever. It's just, if like... If only there were portals to Middle-Earth. Yeah. If I'm desperate enough, I will take, I will take Narnia, I guess. It would not be my, it wouldn't even be my 50th choice. Well, what's your second choice? Um, Malazan. Malazan? Book? Yeah. Okay. The uh, Malazan Book of the Fallen, or just The World Malazan, which was actually co-authored by Stephen Erickson and Ian C. Eslamont. Hmm. M-A-L-A-Z-A-N. It is a dense series to read, and neither authors will ever hold your hand. They will, you are expected to just hit the ground running and sprint right to the very end of the book. But you will be left with this feeling of, at least when you finish the first book, because the first book is the hardest to get through. When you finish the first book, you will be like, that was awesome. I don't know what happened, but that was awesome. 
I'll take your word for it. it it's it's definitely a series that gets better from consecutive readings. Consecutive. Oh. Not just in terms of going immediately from one book to the next, but also rereading the books that you've read. I see. Uh, just a fair warning. If you read the main series, The Malazan Book of the Fallen, it's ten books. If you read them in publishing order, get ready for a lot of what I call narrative whiplash. Does it jump? It doesn't. Uh, yeah, it does. I'll give you. There are there are three main storylines throughout the first ten books. Oh. Book one is going to have you start in one area. Book two is going to bring you to a whole other area with all new characters. Book three is going to take you back to where book one took you. Book four is going to take you back to where book two took you. Book five is going to introduce a whole new continent with all new characters. Book six is going to take you back to where books two and four were. Book seven is going to take you back to where book five took you. Book eight is going to take you back to where books one and three took you. Book nine is the nexus point for all three. And book ten is the finale of the series. So at one point, all the characters come together. Not exactly. But it kind of brings some together, I guess. Exactly. Something like that. I'll put it to you this way. This is not a happy-go-lucky world. This is dangerous. This is grim-dark. This is where characters die left and right like it's nothing. If Oh, my favorite kind. Yep. It's like if, Watership Down. Mm-hmm. You a lot. Uh, George R. R. Martin gets a lot of flack for killing off characters that the audience loves. Let me put it to you this way: If George R. R. Martin upset you, Erickson and Eslamont will break you in half. <laughs> I mean, like sometimes I'm like really attached to characters, and other times I'm just like, I want this character dead so much. <laughs> well, if you're looking for clear-cut good and bad guys in this series, you won't find them. Oh, there's a bunch of gray areas? It's nothing but gray. Oh. Because in the wars and battles that it portrays, it gives you a it gives you a pretty clear look at both sides that are opposing each other. I see. And just like in actual historical wars, sometimes the sides that are fighting each other find themselves fighting against a common enemy and kind of initiate a ceasefire between themselves until this threat is dealt with. Hmm. So, uh, would you say that the book is mainly, like, what's its ar archetype? Uh, man versus man, man versus world, man versus what? Hmm. This is a tricky one. In essence, you will find all four of those conflicts at some point in, actually, I think, now that I think about it, you won't find man versus nature very frequently in there. Okay. But man versus man, man versus society, man versus self. Man versus self, also not quite as common, but man versus man is definitely the most common of them all because, I mean, it's it's violent conflict. How else are you going to frame that? It's also the easiest to come by. Exactly. Man versus society. You will find it, but you won't necessarily find them against their own societies. It's other societies, I yeah. assume. Where culture conflict, so to speak. Well, I don't mind giving a brief synopsis of the first book, or at least giving a premise. <laughs> Basically, there's this empire called the Malazan Empire. Try to contain your shock at that. Wow. <laughs> and it is 
it is very much into conquering and it's conquered a lot so far. So the first book opens up on a continent called Genebicus, where it is in the middle of fighting in order to conquer a city called Darushistan. And Darushistan is being defended by, of course, its home defenders, as well as the immortal, soul-stealing, greatsword-wielding... I can't, I can't call him what I want to call him, because this is a PG rating. Oh, not gonna name... You can tell me after the podcast. All right, all right. Let's just... I will say, this, this, this series is very divisive. You will either love it for what it is, or you will not be able to tolerate it at all because it's such a difficult read. Basically, picture War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy stretched out into a 10-book saga and epic high fantasy. Just tell people to read, um, friggin' like, Crime and Punishment. That was Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. I mean, Crime and Punishment is a very <laughs> difficult book to read. Mm. Anyway, we this we we've been on this tangent. I I have gushed about fantasy too much. We're gonna move on. Uh, for this, like, do you mind talking about the one thing that you're building? Oh, I, yeah, I don't mind bringing that up. Yeah. So, the the reason I guess like that Josh really um, enjoys like fantasy and whatnot is like he loves reading those books and he's actually building a world of his own. Uh, just give like a very brief 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 synopsis because i know <laughs> i've seen you working on this yeah and you work on it for hours at a time i've got a lot to work on i've got ideas i, I kind of go back and forth i zigzag across everything i'm working on so i am designing my own fantasy world hopefully for a series of books mom don't worry it's not going to be my day job i can already hear you complaining or at least worrying about that relax I'm not giving up my science degrees, and I still want to do that. Just, I can already hear it through the speakers. <laughs> something you, you uh, just want to do. Exactly. Something I just time. want to do for the fun of it. And if it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, I still have my imagination that I can let run wild. Mm -hmm. So basically, Malazan Book of the Fallen was undoubtedly the biggest inspiration because of really just how long and epic in scope the history of this world is and how big the world is itself. Most fantasy novels will typically focus on one or a few certain regions within a certain world. Malazan is an entire planet. And that's exactly what I'm trying to capture. I've got so far 25 human cultures, I think, and 25 non-human sentient species all throughout the world. The only thing that's driving me crazy is that I don't have... The only things I should say that are driving me crazy, I don't have the history fully planned out, I don't have the cultures fully explored, and I don't have a map. I don't have the geography figured out yet. I know sort of where I want things to go. I need to plot it out. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, that's just a brief synopsis. So... Back to what we actually did today. Yeah, 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 so yeah. after we explored the Redwood Forest, we went back to the visitor center where we just like kind of got our bearings and like put some internet stuff together because where we are, there has... is. N put it to you this way: this place is like an internet signal. Pff, what is that? 
an internet signal. Are you talking f cell service? You can't even get a bar. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not even 1G in this place. There's nothing. The well, thing is, like, 1G doesn't even exist. It's 1X. Exactly. Meaning you get basic of the basic. We, Call, maybe text. <laughs> we are completely off the grid here. Yeah. The only thing that's, like, kind of on the grid is the facilities that we have down that way. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that's, like it um beyond that well pff, good luck fortunately if push comes to shove we can still call 911 because it works even without cell service because as long as there is a signal from something it's going through it it can even get through military lines if need be mm -hmm. that's the power of 911 which whoever came up with that idea give them a nobel prize for innovation Probably somebody was just like, you know, I bet that like this should go through all um, lines, all yeah. communication lines. Absolutely. Because military communication lines are some of the best communication lines there are. Which, not surprising for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Because they have to communicate over many, 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 many miles. Uh, sometimes even across the globe, mm -hmm. if need be. So having 911 as an emergency line is always good. Um, so, yeah, we got back to the camp. Um, and we actually washed the dishes. And I think this is the first time actually, like, washing the grill. We had to wash the grill itself because so much of the grease and grime that falls off of the meat when we cook it was just caked onto the bottom of where the grate is. So we had to use the water hose at the fish washing station here because people go fishing and eat what they catch. So we had to use that in order to get as much of the crap off the grill as we could. And fortunately, we were able to do that successfully. We had a bit of trouble uh, lighting the burners, but we were able to figure that out after a certain point. And yeah, everything went pretty smoothly. The chicken was definitely a lot better than it was last night. Yeah, because I was the one who um, seasoned it this time, so yeah. it wasn't, like, overly salty like it was last night. That, that was really salty. Yeah, that was not my best work at all. And fortunately, it wasn't as burned as it was last night. I mean, because, as you said, like, um, Old Bay is kind of out of your element. Yeah, I don't use it frequently. I, the only thing you'll see me use it on is scrambled eggs, usually. Yeah, that's about it. Whereas me... Being a true Marylander in fashion form puts it on literally anything that it tastes good on. <laughs> um. For those of you who are probably wringing my neck for not for saying that about Old Bay, personally, I prefer blackened Old Bay because it's got a lot less salt and a lot more pepper, and pepper is my thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to pepper, and sometimes with Old Bay, it is good to add pepper with it, so... Uh, out of consideration for Josh, I did add a decent amount of pepper. And thank you uh, for that, it. because it was delicious. Yeah. Um, also, this time it wasn't as charred because it didn't catch on fire too much. <laughs> yeah, we, we still had to deal with a little bit of fire, but not nearly as much as what we dealt with last night. Yeah, we also, or you also, scored it um, this time just so it would cook incredibly faster. Yes, or at least cook more evenly. Yeah. Because last night, one of our um, main issues 
was that it wouldn't cook quickly. No. Because it wasn't scored. And and because the part closest to the bone, because these were chicken thighs, they were too thick. Yeah. So it ended up causing a little bit of a problem. Not too much, thankfully, but just enough that it wasn't pleasant no. uh, to deal with. Now, before anyone says anything, we still ate it. We yep. were hungry. Yeah. Hungry, man. Um... However, today I wasn't able to finish everything because I love me some good Mackies, and I really wanted Mackies. And because I'm a good friend, I took him to McDonald's on the way to our campsite. Josh, um, just for reference, really does not like McDonald's. He's like, ugh, McDonald's. Now, now, to be fair, their food is decent. It's just that since it's McDonald's, I'm not crazy about how they make it. I'm not crazy about the way they cook it. I'm not crazy about how they treat their employees, and frankly, when it comes to fast food, I'm extremely selective for both health reasons and for business reasons. Yeah. Me, I'm not picky at all. Um, Taco Bell, if y'all know Taco Bell, uh, I'm pretty sure you know what it does to you. Run for the border, run for the bathroom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dad, I hope you enjoyed that joke. Um, but... Um, I still eat Taco Bell. I still eat McDonald's. I love Chick-fil-A. Um, I don't go to Popeye's much, though. Or KFC. I just don't like KFC too much, to be honest with you. I don't understand why. It's pretty good. Um, every time I tend to go to KFC, I get sick. We need to get you a stronger stomach. No, no, no. It's like... I swear, like, every time it's like I get food poisoning of some kind. <sighs> there have been a couple... Like, okay, I've just had bad luck with KFC in general. Like, every time I've gotten food poisoning. <laughs> Was this worse than Carl's Jr.? Worse. Carl's Jr. isn't food poisoning. That's just the runs. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, KFC um, does, like, every time I've gone, I've just gotten food poisoning. It has mm. not been a fun time. All um, right. So, yeah, that's kind of my spiel with it, my grudge against it. So, yeah, after we got back here, we cooked dinner. We actually boiled some water on the fire pit to make some tea, which was delicious. And I promptly burned myself with it on first sip, but... Well done. I told you to leave the lid off so it would cool. I mean, it cooled eventually because I finished it. <sighs> but you wouldn't be burned. Yeah. I mean... By the time I brought it over here and started the podcast, like I was just sipping away at it. All right. So it was all good. Oh, so yeah. I think that is about what we have today. Tomorrow we wake up, hopefully. Actually, the... I, I do have one more story. All right, go ahead. Um, so we mentioned how we have a, um, a little campfire because I was just like, these mosquitoes are eating us, and that's why we have it popping. Now, when I went to go buy the um, firewood... Oh, you're going to tell this story. Uh-huh. So, at the firewood, it says, like, $10 for one box of firewood. I was like, well, I don't need an entire box of firewood. So, I asked, like, can I get, like, half a black box for half the price um the guy was like oh come on like be a man like just buy the entire thing i'm like i only have five dollars and unless you do card i can't and so <laughs> and so here i am 
uh, now with five dollars and half of a thing. And well, the fire's gone on pretty pretty long. Yeah, it was still daylight when we started it. Um, pine and now cone. it is pitch black outside. Yeah, we he used uh, pine cones for mm -hmm. kindling, which good call by the way. I mean, the lady um, actually said it herself, like, use pine cones, just like light it and throw it in there and it'll work fantastically. I'm like, okay. We'll have to thank her on our way out. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a pinch looking for kindling and you got pine cones, use pine cones. You got a bug right here. Where? Right shoulder. Oh, hi there. Goodbye. <laughs> Absolutely merciless, this man. I don't care about bugs. I don't care about... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for bugs. I don't like them. So yeah, the guy, he and his wife basically run the entire campsite. Really, really nice people. Mm-hmm. Also, really, really nice campsite too. Oh yeah, this place I would definitely recommend. It is our top uh, campsite, and with best facilities that we've come across so far too. We'll leave the name in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, has running water, um, not exactly at your campsite, but, you know, it's available. We haven't come across a shower, though. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, like, the only thing, but it's a campsite. It's yeah, fine. yeah, it's fine. So, just be warned, if you guys like to shower frequently, and frankly, I do as well, you will be out of luck here. I'm okay skipping a couple of days. I know you are. Yeah. Uh, but more than, like, three or four days, uh-uh. That's yeah, where, that's fair. That's where I'm just like, okay, like, shower time now. <laughs> so, seriously, I think that about covers it for tonight. Yeah, I, th I think so, too. Um, as it is now 10... 55. 55. This is actual day 25? This one is day 25. We misspoke last night when we said that was day 25 that was day 24 this is day 25 yeah so i i corrected that in the titling yeah. um so yeah. tomorrow we will hopefully wake up early enough to be dude to make ourselves scarce by nine o'clock and <laughs> be on our way to crater lake and then for a night in madras just to recuperate yeah, not that the night in Madras is going to do much for us in general. Hey, it's a proper bed with a proper shower. Proper bed, proper shower, and that's about it. That's um, all I require. Yeah. I, 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 For me, it's more so internet. Man, those moths are all over it. It is a lantern. What do you expect? Like a moth to a flame, except the flame's over there. Well, this is brighter. Yeah. So, yeah, that's everything. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Day 25. This is Josh Squared. I've been Craiger. And I've been Miller. And we will see you tomorrow. Tell you all about it, folks. Have a good one.